Hello and welcome to the December breakout room call. So exciting. And Vanchel shared something on, on the Facebook group that we want to record forever for all of us. So we're going to start with that and then we'll go right into the coaching. Hi. Hi. Okay. So this is a technique that I created because I noticed there's so many um, high achieving people like me, like A-line queens, like we are so good on the action line. Um, we end up hitting our goals, but then we get like really stressed out by it or we are successful, but we are like suffering. And the post that Maggie's talking about, somebody was suffering. She had like hit her goals and she was like super sad. And I was like, oh, I know this, right? Like I've seen it myself, my clients. And so what I noticed was the problem is we complete a goal a milestone and we delay our celebration until we do that big thing which is like creating a consult or signing a client and we delay our celebration until we actually do that meanwhile there's so much effort that our body puts towards every little task along the way to creating a consult or signing a client that we just completely ignore and it's almost like the way i think about it is like if you had an assistant and you piled on a bunch of work to her and then she did it all and you were like oh that was easy wasn't okay here's the next pile of work and so our bodies and our you know our nervous system is just constantly just being like handed more and more and more work without appropriate appreciation Ooh, appropriate, yeah, appropriate appreciation appreciation I'm here exactly. for it uh-huh okay so yeah what do we do so what we do, we finally decide to celebrate, you know, when something happens and our method of celebration is not recognized by our body as celebration. It's recognized as more work. Meaning, how do we celebrate? If you really think about it, like, how do you celebrate? Like birthdays is like cake and ice cream, right? Your body does not think that a giant load of sugar is like a picnic. It's like, oh, more work for me. And now I have to squeeze the pancreas. Here's some insulin. Let me get this all cleared out, right? Or we're like glass of wine, some champagne, whatever, like we're clinking the glasses, cheers. And it's like alcohol is toxic to the body. The number one priority is get this out of my body. Are you trying to kill me? Right? Like it has to work down, get the liver in action, let's work. Right? So our body is like, what is happening? Like, so do what I does the body pain? recognize? What is it? So, yeah. So, what I found, I tried a lot of different things. And what I found is a very, very simple statement, very simple, put my hand on my heart. I do this for every tiny thing. And I say, this was so, so hard. And I am so, so strong. This was so, so hard. And I am so, so strong. Right. And that you can switch it, the template is this is so, so, and I am so, so. Mm -hmm. So you can switch it like, you know, this was so, so scary and I am so, so brave. Mm -hmm. This was so, so difficult. I am so, so smart. Mm -hmm. This, this is so, so demanding like business mm -hmm. or marketing. And I am so, so capable. My client came up with that one. Mm -hmm. And as long as like you're in the moment that you would normally be like, like you're going to go live on Instagram mm -hmm. and you're so stressed. Like the day before you're stressed, the moment before you're stressed, you press live, you get freaked out, you cancel it, you coach yourself, you come back. Right. And then you do it and you go, oh, that was easy. That was easier than I thought. We're not giving any appreciation to all of the stress that was before. And we just forget it. So after that live, when you're going, that was easy, pause and say, this was so, so hard. And I am so, so strong. Or whatever your version of it is. Whatever your version Love is. It. You will feel your body relax. You yeah. build self-trust. And the next time you set a big goal, your body is not going, why am I going to do that? You're just going to try to kill me at the end, right? <laughs> like giving me alcohol that I have to detox. Your body is like, I trust that you're going to take care of me all along the way. And at the end, I know you're still, you know, you're going to appreciate me. Okay, so here's what's fascinating is in relationship psychology, there's all kinds of research that, for a relationship to thrive, so think about your relationship with your business, your relationship with your body. You can't run your business without your body, so they're related. Yep. <laughs> um, for a relationship to thrive, you want five positive interactions for every one negative interaction. So if you're in a relationship with another human and you're constantly like, like saying negative things, mm -hmm. you really 
that won't lead to thriving, right? So think about how we treat ourselves. Like, oh, you should have said something better on that live. Or, oh, you should have made that offer differently. Or, oh, my email sucked, right? Six negative interactions and then no positive interactions. No positive. This also is like, if you like to be science and evidence-based, guess what? There's science. Okay. Thank you, Pintel. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. That was so, so good. (laughs) Okay. So, Jen. Your hand was here, ready to go. Hello. Yes. Okay. So um, I feel like I'm having nesting. I feel like I'm nesting. Okay. Which is what happens when a woman is pregnant and they're like reaching labor. They're they're getting closer to labor and then they start doing nesting things. Like it would be like putting together a crib, getting things organized. But the way that I'm nesting is really starting to feel this tug of narrowing down my niche. And it's not in a way that's distracting me from my current activity or my current thoughts. So for example, I feel like my thoughts are really strong. My activity is remaining consistent. I'm consistently signing clients. I'm consistently following through on my action line items from a place of like non-pressure. Okay. So very comfortable. Very Always comfortable. Always a good idea. Okay. But I just wanted to discuss this concept of a niche. Okay. And it's not even a dramatic way. It's just, I really thought that this would be a safe place to explore. Okay. So what is your actual question or the thing that's on your mind that you want support around? My question is, um, what is my niche? Okay. <laughs> what is your niche? So whenever I, whenever I, coach- I would like to, I would like to dial in my niche because I would like to um, play around with the things that I'm writing. I would like to, um, essentialize the things I'm talking about with my niche quote unquote. Okay. Pause for a second. I just want to get yeah. some facts straight. So yeah. you're currently a general life coach, currently a general life coach, and you want to specialize and I want to specialize and you've already coached a bunch of people. So you have a feeling for the types of things you like, I like do and all that. Okay. So I'm going to ask pop quiz question. Yeah. To, the, to everyone else, you, you don't have to answer, Jen. Okay. Where in advanced selling could we find <laughs> some guidance on this topic? I will tell you, but I have a feeling someone here will know. Just unmute. Where would be the place where we think about our best clients and our niche? Is it in the demand uh, where you're talking about changing your offer and demand? I know what the rules are. I don't know where it is in the book. Tell me what you remember. Just tell me what you remember. So um, don't want to change your offer until you have um, enough demand. You're booked out. You're full. People waiting out the door. um, And you're ready to hear no. Because it will take. I love this so much. Yes. It will take time. For you just to communicate your message clearly. So not because there's anything wrong with the new niche, but you're going to hear no's until you get really good at explaining it. Yeah. You have to learn to sell any new offer that you sell. And if you're going from general to a new niche, that's a new offer. We just, so this is great. This is even better than what I had in mind, Stacey. Good job. So this is like the things we want to think about before making a change of offer or of niche. This is useful for anybody because we will make changes in our businesses the whole time through. Okay, so we want to be like, are we prepared to hear no's? Do we have, if it's if it's money, like do we have money in the bank that if we have five consults and everybody says no, it's not a problem, that kind of thing. Okay, but here's what I was thinking. Um, on page 39, there's a, on the simple offer, there's a whole thing on your niche and on creating your niche on page 42 through 44. And then there is, when you think about your niche, she goes right into positioning. And then I was thinking about the client filter. So if you're a general coach and you've worked with a bunch of people, you can start looking at which are the type of people that I'm totally energized and get the best results for. And I want more of those type of people. So actually within advanced selling, there's like three different places we can look to get guidance. And I think this is so useful, Jen, because, because we want to think about things from a holistic point of view as the CEO of our company. It's like, what do I need to have in place? What do I need to think when I'm making this decision? Then the question specifically about the niche, 
Then within that niche, who are the best clients? This is like a very holistic approach to looking at a niche, which is much deeper than like anything, any other type of work I've ever seen, which is why I love 200K. Okay, so um, so do you have in mind what you want your niche to be? Um, You know, actually I can go through this on my own, the activities. I feel really yeah. comfortable in that. So right. if we wanna move on to somebody else coaching, Okay, I just want to check in. Like you wanted yeah. to have guidance on it. Did this was this the guidance you needed? Yeah, totally fine. Great. Okay. Yeah. So remember, remember what Stacy said, and then start with page thirty nine. But then look at that part. But then also look at the client filters. And Stacy has a podcast episode called Client Filters. Okay. I would suggest that you listen to that too. I would also suggest you listen to the Simple Offer podcast episode, just because when you're thinking about your niche, if you're making any tweak or not to your offer, you just want to be like, oh, I'm going to sell these people one simple offer. So you're going to be yeah. super clear if there's any adjustment or changes, there might not be to the format. Well, and I'm also structure. actually thinking with that in mind, I don't necessarily have to change my messaging, I could just continue forward and like find out a thousand different ways to say it and have within that included like the tug that I heal here from the, fr like towards the people that I want to work with and I love to work with. Yeah. I could just, I mean, I don't really have to choose anything right now. I can just. Like, you can experiment. You can play with yeah. it. You can start talking to them and see if they start responding and how they start yeah. responding and, and while you still talk to the other people. That is yeah. one of the best ways to introduce a new thing. If we notice like the way Stacey introduces something is she keeps selling 200K and then she introduces yeah. 2 million group. Yes. Right. She sells the thing she already knows how to sell. And then she adds a new thing on top of that. She doesn't stop selling the thing she knows how to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect the profit. Yes. So fun. Okay, great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Okay, remind me if it's Jana or Jana. I want to make sure I say it right. Jana. Jana. Okay, hi. Hi. Um, okay, so... Uh, if you saw the demand workshop the last day, um, the first person Stacy coached, I think her name was Tiffany. Um, I really related to her, but essentially what um, is happening for me right now is I felt really fired up last week as I was watching the demand workshop and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can believe that I have demand and that clients are, you know, lining up and, you know, trying to get into that belief and really trying to work on the feeling that that creates and trying to feel that. Um, and then this week I started a, um, a mini course. Basically, I'm just making a video, like a little bit longer form video. I'm sending out an email every day this week. And some of the coaching I've received recently was to like stop looking at my metrics because I keep getting hung up on like how many people are watching my videos or how many people are commenting or, you know, how many percentage of email opens I'm getting or whatever. So I've been trying not to look at my metrics for the past week or so. Um, but as I was posting yesterday's video up to YouTube so that it could go into my email, I saw that the previous day had only had one view. And I was like, my thought was like, I'm doing all this work. I'm really trying to like work on my thoughts and work on the feeling. And then like putting the videos together and all of this is, is work. And like, nobody's even, <laughs> nobody's even seeing it. So I just keep feeling like I get into this place where I believe, and then I very quickly like get knocked out of it. Okay. Uh, first, we want to notice the way you talked about it was I very quickly get knocked out of it as if it's happening to you. Mm. Yeah. But you're having thoughts right. that create a different feeling. Yes. And the reason we really want to see that is we want to see how much of that is in our power. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. I have this thought whenever I'm in a room with Stacy, I make money. So I like to be in rooms with Stacy. Sometimes it's my bedroom. Sometimes it's my car. Sometimes it's my kitchen. Right. <laughs> right. So when I recommend listen to this podcast, listen to that podcast, because when that happens, I'm like, oh, I need to get in a room with Stacy. Right. Mm -hmm. And it may be just her ideas or the way she thinks about things. And there's something about her energetic transmission where, like you said, I was like, I believe this, right? So it's yeah. like whatever vitamins are vitamins to you, whether it's looking through the book or doing an ITC or listening to, you know, one of the trainings, 
take your vitamins. <laughs> to get in your action line. Who said action line queens? I think it was Rachel. Get in your action line. Like, what is the vitamin I need today that's gonna help me? Is this a good idea? Okay, so mm -hmm. um now what I noticed was you said one person saw it and then you said no one is watching. So you completely discounted that you could have changed one person's life for the rest of their life plus everybody that their life touches, mm. which could be, let's pretend it's someone with no friends and they touch only a hundred people in their entire lifetime, right? You've just like discounted a hundred people. Why did you do that? <sighs> because I have a thought that it needs to be lots and lots of people like that it has to be a numbers game yeah so which is why you check all the metrics all the time yeah right so let's just notice right um it has to be a numbers game even in that there's this like energy like it has to be mm -hmm. but what if you're wrong about that that would be great but just like consider the possibility. That. Like, what if it's a humans game? What if that one person told five of their friends, and now those people's life have also changed for the rest of their life because of your video? It's like, we can't. We just want to be mindful. I do this too. Like, oh, one person two people but here's what i find is if you don't appreciate the one person a hundred people aren't going to be enough either you're going to be like why isn't it a thousand mm. and if we remember some of the times stacy's talked about money in the bank it's the same idea it's like if, if you don't feel safe at 100k a million isn't going to change that and she's told the story where she had i don't know three million or something in the bank and she was still felt that jitteriness so you mm. doing this work now with one person is so useful for when you get to have a million in the bank and you're like freaking out and you're like oh this is how i felt when one person watched my youtube that's right yeah i just offer you that because i should have seen stacy talk about it in her ups and lows and then i've had it and they're like oh yeah i need to appreciate that one person mm -hmm. i okay. offer to you to think about that one person and cherish that one person and as much as resistance as comes up and it's just like, oh, one person, oh, be with that. And be like, yeah, but what if that person watched this thing and never thought the same way about this topic ever again? Mm -hmm. Is the value of that. Mm -hmm. So that's my offering to you. I'd love to hear um, if somebody else wants to chime in. Jen. Oh, unmute. Okay, so my question to you is this. Um, have you ever had an experience in your life where you were hyper-focused on metrics in the past? And if yeah. so, how can you draw a parallel with that and living outside of that and this and what you're wanting to live outside of now? Okay, pause. Jen, ask it again, but super simple. Like. Okay. Like if so I was like, an you are a weight loss coach. If I was a weight loss coach that focused on body image away from metrics, I would coach my clients that the scale is not the thing to focus on in our journeys. Mm -hmm. And the scale is a metric. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I see what you're getting at. We're going to simplify your questions, Jen. Okay, simplify. <laughs> okay, so Jenna, how do you coach your weight loss clients? You tell them live and die by the scale. If the scale gives you a number you don't like, everything is over. No, we don't what, even look at it. What, what do you tell? Oh, they don't even look at a scale. This is what Jen knew that I didn't. Okay, yes. so <laughs> what do you tell them about the scale? Um, the, That it is not valuable information like it especially because their emotions are so tied to whatever the number is that it ends up working against them than for them every single time so we don't ever look at it <laughs> so jen genius right <laughs> so thinking that now seeing that what you teach your clients about the scale what do you want to tell yourself about your YouTube viewership number. 
<laughs> uh, that the number doesn't matter at all because like my emotions are too tied to it and it's taking me into an unhelpful thought process okay. and my value isn't tied to it so it can go up or down and it doesn't matter it can go up or down and it doesn't matter I think we all need to leave some space for mystery in our businesses, mystery mm -hmm. and magic. And I'll tell you a not business related example. When I was a recruiter and I had a really difficult position, I would like post it everywhere. I would tell all my friends, I'd tell my colleagues, I'm looking for this, but all they also have to have this skill and that skill. I would just like my version of it now is I'd wallpaper the internet with it, right? With the thing. And then somebody that I talked to go three years ago would call me and say, you know, my cousin is looking for a job and they have this skill and that skill. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> tell them to call me tomorrow, right? And so we need to leave some space for that mystery. Like you put up the YouTube, you send the email, you do the post. Yeah. And somebody's cousin says, oh, I've been looking for a coach this whole time, right? Yeah. We need to leave space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lucy, you have something to offer, Jenna? Yeah. Yeah. I, hi, Jenna. Um, I don't, it's not really coaching. I was just more, I was just thinking, is it purely social media or your videos you rely on to meet people? Are you out there also meeting people? Um, in most, traditional ways? It's mostly social media um, emails. I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not meeting people through email because I've already met them on social media, but it's mostly that um, other than just like any random interaction that I have in mm. my day-to-day -day life, but I haven't been going to networking events or anything like that. Yeah, I was just wondering, because sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're getting a bit of a funk, I don't know if this helps, but just like sometimes we just focus in mm. and if you just changed your environment a little bit, if it's just all on social media at the moment, maybe actually going and speaking to people, it might then change the content, change it, but you'll just get that different perspective and it might just give you a bit of that kind of, mm -hmm. that, that makes sense. I just thought if you're just on social media, you can feel a bit like, oh, I'm not again, but, oh, this is hard, you know? Whereas when you're at the meeting people, you haven't got to plan things, you haven't got to prep, it's just a natural, and it kind of invigorates you rather than, and gives you that like little boost you might need sometimes. I just sorted off for that because I can, if you weren't doing that, it could help. Yeah. I don't know else things, but yeah, I just thought I'd share that. Idea. I have Maggie's voice in my head from the live event being like, just turn up the volume on what works. <laughs> so I feel like I've just been trying to like, okay, repeat, repeat, repeat. This worked before. Why isn't it working? And then I'm like getting stuck in that cycle, maybe. Have you, uh, only, have you signed all your clients through social media then? Most of them, a few of them have been like people that I know, um, but most of them have all come from social media. Okay. Yeah, so we want to be careful, right, with like, turn up the volume on what works. Yes, we always want to do that. And I think you are already doing and you're exploring new things too, because you're doing the YouTube channel. It's, is, is that new? Well, I'm posting the... I'm posting the video to YouTube so that I can embed it in my email. It's like, um, okay. I'm just sending out like a, a okay. video every day to my email list. Okay. So notice like, you know how, when we talk about an offer, like every time it's a new offer, we have to learn how to sell a new thing. Mm -hmm. So even within social media, let's say if you've always been in this place and now you're doing this other thing, it's like learning how to do that new thing. Yeah. We need to leave the space for learning. Right. I don't give myself that much space for learning. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. <laughs> yeah. Even when we do, we can allow more. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And so that's just like, like, what if everything you're doing is working and you just need to give yourself space for learning? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's working because you got one view. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. My question. Just, oh, go can ahead. I share a really quick little thought? My yeah. someone said sometime like my best people are lurking. I think it might have been a Stacy email. But whereas like the best people for you aren't always out there like liking and commenting and watching. And that has really worked for me. When I started writing from creating demand, I had 
four people book consults off of four emails. And like, I've never heard of half of them before at all. And it just made the money from that. So like, just really believing, like notice that you said it isn't, it isn't working. Like, and now it's not working. It's like, no, no, it's still working. You're mistaken. You're just Mm -hmm. learning the new iteration of it. And it doesn't like your best people might still be watching. And I know on a video, you can see how many views. So that's a little bit tricky, but I just like that thought in general of like, we have no idea that people couldn't just book overnight and it really does happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Jenna, have you made your money back? No, I haven't signed a client since the live event. And how much have you made like this year or like so far in 2020? I've made 28K ish. Okay. And remind me what you offer. Like, just say it. Tell me your offer. Um, one-on-one coaching for six months, two thousand five hundred. Okay. Um, did you want more? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I help women uh, <laughs> heal their. We can we can pause for a second. Look at how you were like talking about it. Yeah. Imagine if I asked Stacey, Stacey, remind me what your offer. She's like, I help life coaches make money, right? Yeah. Just notice the difference in that energy. Okay. Jenna, what do you do? I help women change their relationship with food and their body. There you go. Okay. Um, So let's notice that, right? We don't sell with energy per this, but we do want to be mindful and notice what our energy is. Mm -hmm. Just want to be aware of it, right? It doesn't have to be our primary thing, but we want to know. Okay. If you had an assumption about a hypothesis to help you troubleshoot to make your next sale, one sale at a time. See that one person really counts. Mm-hmm. For your next sale, what is your hypothesis of either where you need to improve or what will help you make it? Like, let's troubleshoot this. Um, I think one of the things that I need to do to prove is just focus on one person so which is ironic because I'm worried about one view but in my one-on-one coaching this week um we were talking about potential success and tolerance because I may be like afraid that I can't handle you know 16 new clients at all at once um and so we're talking about just focusing on one person at a time yeah and that felt way better to my brain but that was two days ago. And so I think I'm already like, well, I've, I've switched to one person at a time. So where is she <laughs> two days later? Okay. So pause there for a second. So first notice that the universe is giving you the same message in a variety of contexts. It's always like, we're talking to you. I don't know what that is, but yeah. if you're one-on-one coaching in here, it's like, what if one person is infinitely valuable? Mm-hmm. Just notice that. Um, and then for all of us, uh, Carl Lowenthal says this too. It's like, you found a new thought. Great. Now you have to practice it. <laughs> it's not like I found it on Tuesday and then Thursday I wake up in the morning. It's like, what happened? Where's the money in the bank? It's like, no, no, he practiced that thought. Right? Yeah. So my ho- homework to you is to find a thought that feels really simple. Like I build my business one person at a time or mm. I make whatever your goal for the year is 50k 100k 200k one person at a time i used to um when i i used to sell one-on-one at 10k and now it's 15k but whatever it doesn't matter but i have literally on my little note sheet that i would put all my client notes that i still use now says 200k 10k at a time Mm -hmm. and i would just see that every day while i was coaching all the time to practice that thought Mm -hmm. So that's your coaching homework. When you figure out what the thought is, you're going to practice, post it in the group. Okay. And then all of us can pick a thought to practice and everybody can grow together. Okay, perfect. Does that okay. feel complete for now? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, Lucy. Hello. Hello. So I kind of just want to steal all your brains and help me with something um there's not so much coaching but I um so I was on the Stacey did a call this week for people who haven't made their money back and one of the bits of coaching I think it was actually you Azel that she was coaching and Azel you said something amazing I just got to share what you said because it was so good Azel said um 
are you the CEO who gets things your business needs or are you a coach trying to get clients and that really helped me um and when I thought about that Stacey's response she was saying about how we um delay taking action and she was saying just do it you kind of like her thing was like kind of just do it and stop putting up all the barriers and one of the things I've been thinking about was offering like three hour mini coaching sessions in the new year in January to kind of kickstart the new year and I thought just do it so I was like oh I can't it'll take too much time and I was putting all these barriers up and I was like just do it and just try it and just see if people are up for it so I kept it quite simple and I put the first email out today um and I've written six emails over the next week to go every day and I think what I just really love to ask in this group is I'm working every day then on my beliefs and on my thoughts just the thoughts around it because I really believe it's a still I really believe it's what people need at the moment it's can support them in all the areas I've listed but just I want to keep I think I was so energized by last week like I'm in demand people want what I have to talk about but I can just notice if I don't keep that up I can then, I don't want to go into that kind of low value cycle. So I think what I just really wanted to come to this group today was have, have anyone else done something similar? Are there thoughts that you found really supported you? Because the ones I'm really believing that work for me is the result I offer is amazing. Clients want this, clients need this, and I'm the perfect person for this. Okay, first, I'm not 100% sure that I'm not going to coach you. I need to understand what you're asking and what the thought behind it is first. Because okay. there's a balance between us collaborating as a group and helping each other and brainstorming, which is super valuable, and us like outsourcing our authority, which isn't as valuable. So we yeah. could have all had a group of amazing thoughts, but your thought is a different one. And if we're just asking everybody else theirs, we mm -hmm. still want to get yours first. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, but what is the thing you're actually asking for? Because I'm not fully understanding. What do you want? Just answer I, I what think, you want. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, <laughs> I think what I'm looking for is just: Are there any? Well, maybe. Okay, another way. Those are the thoughts that I've been having, and that seem to be working for me. Yeah. Am I missing anything? Maybe that's more the coaching. Okay. So tell me, yeah, this is why I want to explore it from a coaching angle a little bit before okay. we see. So just to clarify this ease, Stacy suggested in this other call to do new things, right? Mm -hmm. And so you decided to do a new thing and this is still complements your simple offer. It's just an intro to your simple offer. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So you're doing your coaching homework from that call, and then you want to have a lot of powerful thoughts to support this coaching homework. Yes, essentially, to keep me in that kind of high value cycle. Okay. So what keeps you in high value cycles? This is a kind of the theme of the call, right? Because we just said, what are your vitamins? One of my thoughts is like, whenever I'm in a room with Stacey, I make money. Let me put myself in rooms with Stacey. Sometimes it's my bathroom. Sometimes it's my bedroom. Sometimes it's the kitchen, right? Like, so what are your vitamins? Right. Mm. So sometimes it's just thinking thoughts on purpose for yourself. Sometimes it's doing an ITC. Sometimes here I am a little bit brainstorming with you. Sometimes I read client testimonials and I remind myself that like the work we do is miraculous. Yeah. And that's a big vitamin for me when I'm like, oh my God, that's right. That's what that's what it's all for. <laughs> mm. right? So that's a vitamin. So your coaching homework is to really like identify. I don't know. I'm going to make it hard for you. Like 10 vitamins. I've just listed, I've just listed four as you're talking. So hopefully that will be. <laughs> yeah. Halfway there. Perfect. So yeah, now okay. as you think about this thing you're doing, remember that the thing you're doing, this offer is in the action line. Offer three hour workshop thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's in your action line. It is one of all the other things you're doing. And some of your best clients don't even need that. Yeah. But like Stacey did five days of creating demand and some people went to one day and said, I want the thing you're offering, right? They didn't even need to go to all the five days. So everybody be careful when you're offering something new to think this is the thing. This is just one item in your action line. Yeah. Okay. I caution you lovingly be careful with that because later when we get into like webinars or five-day challenges or other things if that doesn't go the way we expect then we think it's over it didn't go but it's just one piece yeah everything else yeah definitely 
Yeah, and I like that because it is the action line, and that's why I'm just focusing on my thoughts around it yeah. rather than like just putting it all on just one thing. Yeah. So what is your so think about it? Okay, let's take a moment and everybody can do this exercise, but Lucy's gonna do it out loud. Think of a client that got an amazing result with you. Mm -hmm. Think of someone whose life deeply changed because of your work together. So everybody identify that person. And then think about one of the results they had that either blew their mind or blew your mind. Okay. Yeah. Now tell me what was the result that they had that blew your mind? That they got the job they wanted and the company they wanted. Okay. So this thing you're creating helps people get the job they want at the company they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of your thoughts to think on purpose. This thing is so good. It's going to yeah. help them get the job they want at the company they want, or even a better company. Maybe they're not thinking big enough about which company they could work at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. notice we can come from our self, like I'm in demand or this is amazing or whatever. And we can also look at their result and see how amazing that is. That works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thank you, Maggie. Yeah. Looking at their result. Yeah. That's a vitamin. It's another vitamin. I got five. You got five. <laughs> You're halfway there. Okay. Um, does that feel complete? That's really, yeah, really good. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Renee. Hello. Hey. Okay. So mine is, my thought that I've been noticing, and I think it's especially present right now because, well, the thought is um, I can't make six figures while working the schedule I want right now with my small kids. So I think that's keeping, obviously it's keeping me slower, I think, and smaller than I want to be. Um, and I think it's prevalent right now because like my kids are getting ready to be off from their daycare for two weeks and I'm going to be off with them. And like when I started my, my, my calendar, I have 12 weeks off where I'm off with my kids and I love that. And I want that. Um, and I think when I am off with them and I want to be fully present with them, there's a fear or like, it can sometimes feel like, well, now this just means I can't also be creating the business I want at the same time. And then I think I can let that make me kind of resign to that fact, even though I don't believe it has to be a fact. And so you I believe this thought right now, I can't make six figures working in the schedule I want. You know, not hundred. No, I don't fully believe it, but I think it's there. Like it okay. comes out. But no, I believe I can, okay. but not all the time. Not a hundred percent. Okay. So, is this the thought that you want to work through? Is this the thought that you want coaching on, or what is it you actually want coaching on? Okay. I think maybe it's thoughts around. Is it trusting myself or like being okay with that? I mean, there's something else in there. I think of like, I know not everyone takes off that much time and I don't just think I'm entitled. Like I'm a coach. We're in this mastermind. Like we can make money. Let's go do it. And we don't have to work at all. Like I want to work, you know, I want to spend the time doing it, but I also, that's just how I built my schedule. And that's how I wanted it to be. And, um, and I have been making money. So, but I think that there's, maybe it's this, maybe it's something underneath that of, I'm not a serious coach if I'm taking this time off. Like I can't be taken seriously or people won't take me seriously. People won't take me seriously because I take vacations. More than what is typical in our culture. Yes. Okay. Let's notice that, right? If you were in France right now, they'd be like 12 weeks. I don't know. Maybe you should take 13. Oh, I like that thought. I've never had that. I mean, that's, I know that, but I've never thought of that with me. Yeah. I just lived in France. This would not be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no. just to give you that idea right if you're like oh my culture the culture of coaching or the culture of my country or whatever like there's some countries where they think the u.s people are ridiculous two weeks vacation or you smoke yeah, I, I i i find the u.s culture crazy and i take <laughs> i take 12 weeks off and so does my husband it's that is oh, I'm like where are you Naomi there you are you're in the dark um sorry I'm in the dark. Your light. <laughs> that's okay I know it's dark there right now I, 
yeah so i just yeah to say that the you outside of the us that that's real we find it really strange how little time off you take that's so interesting because even yeah. as i was saying that out loud i was feeling with you guys who i know we all support each other like oh my god they're gonna be like who is this girl who wants to take off 12 weeks and still make six figures like yeah no i know oh entitled or that's so I don't listen know. the likelihood is everybody thought how did she do it so i could do it too but if yeah. we were to pull the room i'm not gonna pull the room but if we did the likelihood is more people wanted to be like i hope renee figures this out and then she could tell all of us what she did yeah i figured it out you just that's what you make your schedule i do 20 i do six months and it's 20 20 packages so um so that's 40 weeks 12 weeks off there you go but then <laughs> it's then it's sort of a like okay i can take off mm -hmm. And I'm still a professional coach, even when I'm off. Ah, what was your profession before you were a coach? I was a school psychologist. So I had a, a public school schedule. Okay, but let's notice this because I had this, I used to work in HR and I had something similar, which was even though I was not an hourly employee, I was paid for showing up at the office. Like, even though I would receive the salary, yeah. when I started my own business, I was like, oh, my compensation is based on the value that I create and I could create a priceless value in 20 minutes and it's no longer based on me sitting at my chair until 5 30. yeah so disconnecting those things if you had a a, a, a profession you know different professions where you being in the office was a thing right sometimes we have to remember that we are the value we create is how we get paid and the value we create we become so skilled with our brains because you've coached yourself for thousands of hours you could create something really valuable in 20 minutes with with that thousand right. hours behind you right that helped you do right. it that's what you get paid off not your vacation days or your work right. day so i see what my brain is doing is like i do, i you know well obviously there's part of me that's not fully on board but like i believe that taking time off and having a more rich and varied life makes you just a more relatable human and makes there's so much more to offer. And at least for what I offer too, better at what I do, because it's about like live your freaking life. It doesn't have to all be you have to do it. Right. But what I notice <laughs> is the thought is like, well, what are they thinking? It's like a they. What are they thinking about me? Versus who is, it doesn't matter. What do I think about this? And yeah, I think who is oh, they in your scenario? Is it your clients? Yeah. Is it your colleagues? Is it your friends? Let me think. Yeah. I think it's like mostly it's people that I used to work with and like people just that I know in my life, not colleagues, not other coaches, not, I think it's just like people in my town that I'm acquaintance with or friends with and like old colleagues. That don't so matter. are you really, think about it like this. Are you really going to put your yearly bonus in the hands of your former colleague that you wouldn't even go to lunch with now? Never. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I see them around. They're miserable. They all hate it. Um, so why would you do that? Oh, why do I do that then? We all do. We all do. I just, you know. No, totally. <laughs> totally. It was just a decision. It's just a decision. And I honestly, when I stop thinking about them yeah. and just think about how much I freaking love it and the things I do during those 12 weeks yeah. and who it just continues to help me be as a person, it's like, yeah. it's fine. I, I like, like you said, if, if my value comes from literally who I am and how I'm resourcing myself and what I'm learning and through lived experience and like professionally, and that is a really fucking big value add and it doesn't need to be okay i'm off but let me like do some things i mean no. i'm in a couple of things to go out like i have my emails that will go out and stuff but yeah I'm calls i'm not i if i if i feel in, in like in whatever inclined to post something inspired like i will but it's not like the normal i'm going to give you two things totally unrelated totally non-linear that i think are useful Love it. I think it was Bruce Springsteen. I'm not sure who it was, but let's pretend it was Bruce Springsteen. He was interviewed one time about being on tour and then writing his next album. And his album, like there was five years between an album or something like that. And he was like, yeah, because when I'm on tour, I'm in a tour bus, I'm in the hotel and I'm on the stage. Life does not happen. 
it was either him or Cheryl Crow. Anyway, so life didn't happen when I was doing those things. So I needed to take a break and I needed to live some life. And then I wrote some new songs. Life coaches or coaches of any specialty in this room, we have to live life. It's, it's baked into what we do, right? So it's of highest service to our clients and to humanity for us to live life in whatever way that works for us. For some of us, it's vacation. For others, it's other things, whatever they may be. And then bring that to our coaching, bring that to what we talk and write about and what we coach about. So if you if you slashed your vacation into six weeks instead of 12, it's like if Bruce Springsteen just did a longer tour and then we didn't get the new album. Somebody has to mute themselves. I think it's Camille here. I, I don't know how to do that. Sorry. Okay. Let me try to mute you. Okay. We got you. Okay. Um, so Renee, if you cut it in half, you're just delaying the album coming out. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And it's what's always felt true to me when I'm not thinking about them. Yeah. Well, gotta, what is the right way or the shoulds, all that. Yeah. We got to stop thinking about them. They are not yeah. the per people that matter in this equation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I'm going to tell you, this is your coaching homework is we just keep the number 10 because it's what I gave uh, before is to tell 10 people you're taking 12 weeks off. Yeah. Just to say the words. Just the 10 people, one of them could be your cousin, you know, whatever, whoever, it doesn't matter. It's just to practice saying out loud, you know, I'm a life coach, I'm a professional life coach. And, you know, this year I'm taking 12 weeks off or however many you're taking. Yeah. Just to normalize in your body, talking about it without dying. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll say it in posts, like to my, to the clients that are out, to professional, you know, to potential yeah. clients. Yeah. But I'm not like, it's not something I'm just like telling other people around yeah. in person. So, yeah. So is this for everybody? Like if there's something that really freaks us out, what is the smallest, safest way to get the words out of our mouth with someone who feels like a safe person to talk to for you? Um, this becomes very important the more you grow your business because you're going to talk about difficult topics all the time. You want to create the ability to hold the emotion of talking about a difficult thing, and this is difficult in this case, mm -hmm. so that then you can have that skill of talking about difficult things. So you're you're doing like a meta skill of practicing talking about this thing to be able to talk about all the other things. Yeah. Um, and it happened for me in HR because uh, talking about your salary was blasphemy, right? Revenue reporting. All of you know how much money I make every freaking month, right? Blasphemy, <laughs> right? And so I started just telling people that I knew I did this, you know, back four years ago, and I made this much money. And I told one person at a time, one person at a time. And then by the time I got asked to do Brooks podcast for my first 100K, when I told the world about 100K, I had told like 20 people and I was like, okay, I can, I can answer this question here. And then later I was on Stacey's podcast, I made 200K, right? But I had told people little by little. So I was able to build my tolerance for doing that. So I offer that this exercise, it's not just useful for this moment, but to build your tolerance for discomfort. Totally. How does that land for you, Ernie? So good. Yeah. And I can see that because I did tell when I, <laughs> I changed my price before I came to the program and it's 10K for six months. Yeah. And I told, and I, and I signed clients and I was going out to dinner with a friend yeah. and I told her and it was like, that felt big, yeah. but then it also reduced, like, yeah. okay, I'm telling this person this thing about my money. And I know they are uh, going to make 10 K today. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to share. And they were very excited for me. So I can see that how that can just generalize out and like everywhere in your life. And just yeah. Practice yeah. So for everyone, if there's something that you hesitate talking about, or that feels too big to talk about or something, what is the smallest, simplest um least activating way to start sharing about it like little by little yeah thank you so okay good. you're welcome okay janessa i just had one thing to yeah. add to renee when you were talking about how you are a school psychologist for for the school you get 12 weeks off for that right like so 14 yeah yeah so 14 but 
but when you had the 14 weeks off, I'm sure you weren't worried about if you were a great school psychologist at the end of that 14 weeks. You're absolutely correct. Never. So if you could take like that confidence of like how you showed up, even in the 14 weeks off that self-concept and put that to you now as a life coach, you take that 12 weeks off that still your self-concept is still the same as a life coach as it was as a school psychologist for that time off. I love it. So good, Janessa. I will do yeah. that. Thank you. Okay. okay. So yay. Hi everyone. So um the the topic that I want to really dig in is that my brain doesn't seem to be on board of clients are here now. So I'm all on board of the lines and me being in demands. Like all of that I finally get it and believe it. And then it's always like sometime in the future. And it seems like so difficult for me to say, like believe that it's now in outside of my door. This is where I'm bridging the gap and I would love coaching around that. So I know lines are there, <laughs> but my brain is like maybe say? in the future. What does your brain say? Someday, but not today? Exactly. And why? Because maybe I'm believing that I'm not in a hurry to, because I used to be a, a hustler and, you know, like working hard and dying to get my results. And I'm trying not to do that. And because I'm in this very calm space, maybe my brain is interpreting it as, well, you're so calm and not hurry. So obviously they're not calm and not hurry either. <laughs> Can people do things like book an appointment, be on a call and use a credit card while being calm and unhurried? Uh, yes. I can intellectually see how that's possible. Okay. Listen. You say I can intellectually see, you can't see. see. I mean, I know that like so many billions of people, so there must be someone doing it. Yeah. Like millions of people book appointments and pay for things in calm and unhurried energy all over the world every day. Yeah. I don't know why my brain is so much like attached to it. it has to be some kind of urgency. Maybe it's my humanitarian background of everything burning the whole time. So I'm so used to that mindset. And now I have this life that's not burning and my brain's like, well, you see, you're like too comfortable or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we do have to like unravel something from our past. If we were used to being in a 24 seven business, like I was in the cruise industry, which was like a 24 seven mm. business. Like, oh no, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay that it's not urgent, right? Yeah. So sometimes we do have to unravel that, but with this, um, Stacey has a podcast called, I think it's called Urgency or Natural Urgency, mm. um, where the gist of the podcast is the urgency does not come from your availability or you, whether you're calm or unhurried or hurried, the urgency comes from their problem. Mm. It doesn't actually come from you. Yes, I think I'm interpreting it. I'm not like saying things in the urgent way or like yeah. rushing them into my world and therefore they're not coming. I think this is how I'm. How you're believing it. Exactly. But, but don't you help people that are in burnout? They, well, not necessarily, but I help humanitarians transition, meaning to get out of whatever survival mode, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're in a very high risk or high stress environment and yeah, they want to change exactly. it. Yeah. So the best thing you could do for them is to be calm. Exactly. <laughs> just see how I'm contradicting myself. Yeah. But just notice that yeah. right there, very high risk. They have a lot going on. They have all this. So calm messages from you were my sales process is calm, my coaching is calm, we calmly make this transition, could be the most valuable thing you do for them. Mm. 
Yes, and then the, another thing that I was working on is that I haven't been really valuing what I do and how I do it. Um, and it's like always this, I need more and I need to do more. And, and I think this is also tied to that, to say being calm and present in the, in what I do and what I offer instead of like, oh, it has to be like lots of things or, yeah. yeah, this brings us back to Franchelle at the beginning. So you're going to exactly. get to do the thing. So, so pick your sentence. That was so, so hard. And you are so, so strong or you are so, so brave or whatever the word is for you. So how many clients have you signed in 2022? Um, seven. Okay. So I've signed seven clients in 2022. And that was so, so something. And I am so, so something. Let's do it right now. Yes. I have signed seven clients. And it was so, so hard. And yes. And I was so, so courageous. Yes. Say it again. I have signed seven clients. And it was so so hard and i did it so so courageously yeah how does that feel feels calming yeah i think my other message is to me is like being like owning being calm person and and i think from nature i'm that person uh, i'm just trying to like put other urgency that is unnecessary it's not necessary one of the things i have on my own board is my clients love the way i teach and the way i coach mm. Because I have these unique things where I tell you about Bruce Springsteen and Sheryl Crow and whatever, right? And and so I was like, oh, there's some people who are not going to like that. But I was like, but my best clients love the way that I do it. So I offer that to you as something that I myself have had to like work through to let myself take those tangents and just be like, well. Yeah. Thank you. Does that feel complete for now? It does. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, we have three minutes, some takeaways. What was the takeaway from today's call? Can I offer something to Asel? Yes, do it. Um, Asel, I just want to challenge you on the idea that if they're not urgent, if they're not feeling urgent, um, like that they won't, that they need urgency to buy, I do mm. not buy from urgency. In fact, if I feel mm. urgent, I sit on it until I'm calm and can recognize that it's not just urgent, but important. Yes. So just it, like, I just noticed that in your mind, it's like, oh, they only buy from urgency and yeah. like really buying because it's important is like, to it, some people buy on that instead of urgency. So just challenge that for yourself. Yes, thank you so much. That's uh, a good spot. Uh, yeah, thank you. So good, I love it. Okay. Takeaways, Alyssa. I loved the wallpaper, the internet with my stuff. I love that idea. I know you've said that before, but yeah, yeah. stood out today. I love it. Leanne. I leave space for mystery and magic in my business is exactly what I needed. <laughs> yes. Yes. First 25K all by itself. Love it. Ah, yes. Emily Brown. Unmute. I love that urgency comes from their problem. It doesn't come from me that I can be calm and that I can, like Stacey was saying just now, like I can convey the importance of the results and changing their life. Yes. But that, that I don't have that. to be like, you have to have this and that make them feel urgent. And I don't have to make them feel unsafe in order to buy. Oh, see, that's it. That's what it's about. Right. I love it so much. One more. What else stood out for you today? Stacy? I loved the idea that if one person sees your thing, whatever yeah. it is, you're not impacting them. But even if they're the most terminated person, you're impacting, impacting at least 100 people. Yeah. Love that. So, yeah. 
we gotta think we gotta think a little bigger all of us i gotta do it too okay one more uh lucy and then rachel um i love what you said to renee just to, it, living life makes us the coaches we are like it's almost our duty it's our duty yeah. to go and live life i love that i tell my clients marriage coach got a marriage right i'm teaching them how to thrive and all the things right and i'm taking a two-week break and i'm closing my group we have no calls for two weeks and i'm closing even the facebook group i'm archiving it for two weeks and i told them oh, this is marriage coach got a marriage i got to be present for that i'm going to teach you guys and everybody's like yeah of course right because my best clients like the way that i do it See? love it yeah uh rachel um my accountant brain wants to believe that it's not a numbers game it's a humans game i'm gonna work on that one work on that one we have to practice the new thoughts yes that we have the thought today and it materializes tomorrow we're not that level we have to practice them and then they materialize okay thank you everyone today was amazing i love you all bye